1: Hi, this is Bo Bridges, and you're listening to TV Confidential. And Robert's with a reminder that Ray Richmond will join us at the top of the hour. Ray Richmond, author of an excellent new pictorial history that celebrates 100 remarkable moments in the life of Betty White. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, in case you missed it, Peter Scolari passed away a few weeks ago. Peter Scolari, the Emmy Award-winning actor known to television viewers as Michael Harris, on Newhart as well as Henry Desmond on Bosom Buddies and Lena Dunham's father on the HBO series Girls. Peter Scolari passed away this past Friday, October 22nd at the age of 66. In light of his passing, we will replay a segment of This Week in TV History that originally aired on November 25th, 2011, in which we look back at the premiere of Bosom Buddies on ABC and the on-screen chemistry between Peter Scolari and Tom Hanks. Uh, let's
0: go to November twenty seventh, 1980. Bosom Buddies with Tom
1: Hanks and Peter Scolari
0: debuted. Wow. Um,
1: a, a remake or reimagining, which to use the modern yeah. word, of Some Like, some it, like hot, it Hot with Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon. Yeah,
0: and uh, it was an offbeat sitcom, and uh, the premise was very simple. You had two guys living in New York. They couldn't find an apartment. Or in the opening, which they explained the backstory in the opening, they had an apartment that they got dirt cheap, because the building was abandoned and you see the wrecking ball. So they were, they were on the street. The only place that they could find an apartment that was cheap enough for them was the Susan B. Anthony Apartments, which was an apartment house for girls. Mm-hmm. So they had to make one little change. And, of course, you have the 70s little switcheroo,
1: and uh, they, they decided to dress up as women so they could live in that apartment. You mentioned the TV Land Awards a little while ago. Uh, The thing about, one of the things I... They did a
0: reunion of Bosom Buddies. I know, uh,
1: I believe last year. But the, uh, the, the thing, one of the things I like about Tom Hanks is that there are certain actors... That, um, with certain roles, especially if they're of the uh, if if they're of the uh mentality that television is sort of you know step two in an actor's career, yeah, they dis there's certain there's certain roles with certain television roles that they will distance themselves from. Hanks never did that with regard to Bosom Buddy, he never did, and
0: there were all these rumors that he was when uh, um, th- when he got his first Oscar for Philadelphia and then the next year getting it again for mm-hmm. Forrest Gump. There was some rumor floating around town that he actually used his new wealth to buy Buddhism Buddies and destroy it. There was some rumor that some guy was starting, and 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 you know what? There are actors who would love to be able to do that. Yeah. But there were some that he actually because you know you weren't seeing it in syndication at that time, and there wasn't on home videos. Well, far because as we know. yeah,
1: because there weren't There were not enough shows to for yeah. to syndicate. Exactly. And But the, the rumor was that
0: he had bought the rights to the show and destroyed all the copies, which, you know, in, in, in some historical context, you know, things like that have happened. Yeah, but, but we, uh,
1: have, we have places called Snopes.com where you can de- debunk that. You can debunk that, but somebody was
0: starting that rumor. That this happened, and that when he did interviews and all that, that you know he had a big stipulation that you are never to mention, you know, kind of like what Tina Louise has with Gilligan's yeah. line. None of that was true. Uh, the Screen Actors Guild uh, had done several events; they had you know the prior to doing the, the SAG Awards, uh, but they also had done some things on TV. And whenever they got Tom Hanks, um, I think when he, I think he won a SAG, one of the first SAG Awards. I think it was for either Philadelphia or Forrest Gump. Yeah. You know, He won that, and it was broadcast on TV. And I don't remember which one it was, but he probably gets... Forrest Gump. Probably Forrest Gump. He gets on the podium, and he is holding the statue in one hand, and he has his SAG card in his tuxedo breast pocket. And he pulls it out, and he said, I want to thank the Guild for this. This is my Screen Actors Guild card, and I got it. In 1980, for the show *Bosom Buddies*, and I've been a proud member ever since. So he, you know, he did bring that up. So, you know, when he is getting, you know, the highest award from your peers, yeah. from your guild, and he is mentioned, he didn't mention it at the Oscars, but he he mentions it there. That you know, this is where this is where it all started. I think he knows exactly where he came from. I think he knows exactly what he owes. You know,
1: you know. The first person who he gives just, him a break. Every time I think of him, I think of Jimmy Stewart. He's like he's <laughs> like our generation's Jimmy Stewart. He's he an is, everyman. He's a nice
0: guy. Yeah. He is somebody who gives back. He has given opportunities. Uh, he has selected some wonderful projects. I, I think uh, he and Steven Spielberg uh, individually and collectively have done so much for us to remember the greatest generation I mean, you, let's give some credit to Tom Brokaw as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to, for you know, producing uh, you know several movies for HBO, doing projects together like Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. and I think that generation of World War II who, after the war, came back, did their job, you know, you know, did their job at war, came back, helped build the middle class, and many of them never talked, and many of them are gone now. Uh, One of the things that I treasure at Story Salon, we have two World War II veterans who are in their 90s who tell their stories. Most of them never do. But, you know, for these guys to, you know, Tom Hanks and these guys to tell the story of of those people and tell them in a way that was not the way that the John Wayne movies told us. Mm -hmm. You know, it was telling in in a very, you know, historically respectful context. Uh and also the, the the people who, you know, were part of our
1: space program.
0: You know, but bo- yeah, he
1: did the mini series from the earth and the moon. From the reason. earth to mm-hmm. the moon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh he he uh was obviously, you know, Apollo thirteen mm-hmm. directed by Ron Howard. Uh but you know, he yeah, stuff like that. You know, it's like if there are people whose voices should be heard, I think he has not only to his critical success and financial success. But also, you know, he
1: wanted to be the vessel to help put those voices out there. Plus, um, uh, I know that he has kept in touch with his cast members, and in some cases, you know, he has worked, again. I mean, one of my favorite He did a movie in 96 called That Thing You Do, which is the yeah. first oh, thing yeah. he directed. Uh, it's not a great movie, but it's not a, it's, it's a good little oh, movie. Oh, it's charming. It's yeah, a charming movie. It it's a fun movie. little film. <laughs> and one of my favorite moments in that film is when they uh, is when the O'Neaters uh, appear on the uh, the wonders appear on the equivalent of the Ed Sullivan show and he who does who does he cast to play Ed Sullivan Peter, Peter Scolari hmm.
0: and it Bodies as improbable as the premise was Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari were wonderful together Supported by supported by a really good ensemble.
1: No, we're we're talking we're talking a few weeks back about some of the problems with the new uh, television shows have to do with um, characters that are not, you know, you, you wonder where the foundation is because television is a medium based on character. It's based on you know, create the type of characters that you want to you know, resonate. That you know, people want to come back to and invest themselves week in and week out. And yes, you forget forget the you know you guys and drag sort of thing. It was based, it was bosom buddies in this in the truest sense. The was based on friendship, and you believed it. And you know the mm-hmm. uh, the drag
0: part got dropped after. Uh, I I don't know if it was season two or season three, but eventually they realized okay, we've exhausted yeah. this part, and we've done everything we could do with this storyline and uh, they uh, eventually uh, dropped the... There was a character who was the apartment manager, and I don't remember how they they, they wrote her out, but they had one of the uh, supporting characters take over the job, yeah. and there there was an episode where there was the big, embarrassing reveal, because Tom Hanks' character was in love with one of the uh, girls, mm-hmm. and he wanted to be completely upfront and honest with her, and you know, comedy of errors that led to that. But then after that, they they were able to basically drop that premise and the two characters bought into uh, a commercial studio so they were able to come up with a new backdrop for the for their comedy and it was basically they owned a uh, they wound up owning a commercial production studio where they could be silly on camera and and justify some of the silliness
1: and speaking of of coming up with a new backdrop of of a uh, familiar premise i understand that on the horizon in early 2012 on abc uh i guess this is not a completely surprise a show called work it and the premise is two unemployed car salesmen realize that they are quote-unquote living in a woman's world so they decide to find that in order to find work again in this economy they have to become women so basically it is bosom buddies redone some like it hot redone we'll, we'll see whether they follow the the same path which is actually try to create characters out of this premise okay. or if they just do the cheap you know joke um set up, set up joke set up set up joke
0: uh i my money right now is on the ladder I, and, yeah. and since you mm-hmm. brought that up this is something that we you know if not for the end of this year but for the next year we have seen uh what charlie's angels redone hawaii Five O redone show some shows have taken off some shows have been you know not very successful more often than not they they don't work when you try to recapture it there was an attempt at rockford you know the fugitive we talked about earlier uh when we talked about charlie's angels i would like our panel to figure out what shows could come back and do very well
1: because Well I've gone on record as saying Rockford could be done very Rockford well. Rockford could be done really well. And I know, I know it depends on that it depends on casting, it depends, and it depends on you. But there execution. are things
0: that can be done, but it, it does seem like for whatever reason, if they try to do it, and and what was, I mean, Hawaii Five O seems to be one of the rare exceptions. Well,
1: because Hawaii Five O has been out. I mean, one advantage it has is that it was not widely syndicated for yeah. many many years, and so it sort of dropped out of. What, what you remember about Five O is you remember the theme song.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's one, about one
1: it. one line. Yeah, and book, book down. them down exactly. exactly. Right. Yeah. So, but um, so whereas with Rockford, because it has never lost. Been off television because Jim Garner is such an icon. Those are two strikes against it. So you know it, it, it will probably never succeed if it were done uh, done well again. Although I, I think it could. But
0: but you know when actually
1: that's, that's that's an excellent idea for an hour. But when Tony.
0: we see we are in a world of revamps, redos, retreads, Yeah. And I mean we're already critical about TV shows that get turned into movies, and 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 we could see the the vice versa of that, and it keeps.
1: Okay, that's an excellent If the network are hell bent
0: idea. on doing, let's call them retreads, mm-hmm. right? Reimaginings. Reimaginings. That's a nicer word. Mm-hmm. Reimaginings. Okay, if we are, and and just imagine when we get into fall next year. Mm-hmm. Let's place our bets now. How many reimaginings are we going to see?
1: Mr. Ed is in the works for the Mr. big screen. Ed, I think the Munsters. Monsters is, is, is in the work. Has been again? on and off the table. Yep, Munsters is, is in development for NBC. The, the okay. Williams brothers had it for a while, and I guess they, yeah. they dropped it. The guy who's doing uh, the guy who was the showrunner on Pushing Daisies is, uh, is, is doing, doing the pilot. So I have I have a. I, I, I think I, 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 I think ooh. we're on the right track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the Adams uh, Bewitched CBS is trying to is, de- is doing a pilot on Bewitched. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the Adams family is also, and there was something if somebody else does that- the Munsters. Somebody will do the Adams yeah. family, and uh, you Robert you just Robert know. Robert Downey Jr. is going to do Perry Mason on the big screen. On the big screen, the, the Variety reported that last um, recently.
0: No, I had made a comment recently on Facebook. Just uh, because I was getting a little frustrated over that, and I was enjoying soap, I said, "If the networks want to bring back an old show, let's bring back soap." And and I'm thinking in terms of you know let's just jump ahead 30 years and Mm -hmm. pick up where we left off, as opposed to you know reimagining. And I got a lot of positive feedback from that one offhanded comment that I made in a fit of frustration. I did find it interesting that it all came from women, though. I did. I don't know what, whatever you want to read into it, but there was a lot, a lot of yeah or amen or absolutely, you know, one word, you know, uh, comments. Was, but that should be something. What shows could work? What shows would be about? Or again, in the case like an All in the Family, I would love to see that, but you know, the networks would never do
1: it. If the, the only way that they would do it is if they called it something else, they called it something else and watered it down substantially. Yeah, yeah. Child of Television.blogspot.com, child Television. also story salon.com. Tony and Donna, we'll see you next time. Next, next time. time. Tony and Donna and I from a segment that originally aired in November 2011, in which we look back at the premiere of Bosom Buddies and the on screen chemistry between Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari Peter Scolari passed away this past Friday, October 22nd, at the age of 66. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. This Week in TV History now has its own podcast. You can enjoy This Week in TV History with Tony Figueroa on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. Ray Richmond will join us in our second hour. Ray Richmond, author of a marvelous new book about 100 remarkable moments in the life of Betty White. All that more. When we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us.